The Good Life with Danny Yamashiro. Welcome to The Good Life, where we offer hope in the face of life's challenges by providing encouragement with inspirational stories to share. Why would a successful international businessman and consultant to many Fortune 500 companies and Asia-based conglomerates choose to write a children's book. This is the story of Steve Sombrero. He's joined by best-selling author, Scott Hogle. The Good Life Radio Podcast comes to you from the love, the heart of Jesus Christ. This heart, this love so strong that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again on the third day, offering God's hope. Steve Sombrero is the author with Candice Sombrero Ishikawa of What Day Are You? A Simple Equation for Living Life in Moment a children's book that tells profound truths to readers of all ages. Steve is the president and principal owner of Cushman and Wakefield Cheney Brooks. He is also the founder owner of Aloha Beer Company. Scott Ogle is the president of iHeartMedia Honolulu teaching pastor of New Hope Oahu and founding member of the John Maxwell team. As we begin our show, a word of appreciation to our sponsors. Thank you to Dr. Jeffrey K. Miyazawa of Windward Family Dentistry, Dr. Kerry Ishihara, Michael Beasley of Kayani, Fran Villarmia Kahavai of Lighthouse Realty, Chinen and Arinaga Financial Group Incorporated, A1A Electrician, Orthopedic Surgeon, Dr. Calvin Oishi. To find out how to become a sponsor, click partners at thegoodlifewithdanny.com. And now, I hope you enjoy The Good Life. Steve and Scott. Welcome to our show. Aloha, Danny. It's an honor to be with you again. Aloha, Danny. Thanks for having me with you today. Steve, I've been waiting for this moment to talk with you, to share in this time together. And Scott, welcome back. You've been here on a number of very important occasions with the launches of your new books. Steve, where did you grow up? Good question. I uh, You can't tell by my name, Steve Sombrero. Most people will assume that immediately that I come from either Central America or South America, but I come from the southern island part of Japan called Okinawa. So uh, Okinawa is the southernmost uh, prefecture of Japan. Uh, and I was born in Okinawa and raised there before Okinawa was uh, reverted back to Japan. It was still under the control of the United States. And my father 
Ernie Sombrero was uh, a contractor working at the Kadini Air Force Base. And so that's where I was born and uh, that's where I was raised. Steve, when you mentioned Okinawa, the Okinawan community hears that and they are cheering for you. Tell me, when you think about Oba and Misato Village, what comes to mind? Wow, good question. Uh, you know, uh, Misato is uh, a small village uh, not so far from Kadine, the, the gates of Kadine Air Force Base. Uh, and I, I grew up there. Um, and uh, Oba in Okinawa means grandma. Uh, the truth of the matter is that Oba uh, in my life was our landlord. Uh, she was our adopted uh, grandma, my father and mother. My, my father's from the Philippines. My mother is Okinawan. And at that time, to, for an Okinawan to marry a Filipino, uh, was not that uh, common, but uh, uh, according to my uh, dad, they actually eloped to get married. Uh, he was uh, stationed in Okinawa after he had uh, fought in World War II uh, as a veteran uh, under Douglas Mac General Douglas MacArthur. Uh, and then he was transferred to Guam and he was working on the B-29 uh, planes, the bombers. And then after the war, he was transferred to Okinawa, where he worked at the Kadena Air Force Base. So that's where he met my mom, uh, Fumiko Kishaba. And uh, so my mom, Fumiko, and my father, Ernie, uh, eloped, got married, and uh, had four kids. I was the youngest of four. And our landlord, Oba, uh, was our adopted grandma. The sad story is that Oba had lost her husband uh, during the war. And uh, her husband's family took her one and only child, her son. And so she really took care of me as if I was her own son. So she would care for me. I was the little rascal in Misato village. And uh, I'm sure the neighbors didn't like me too much because I was the rascal. I'd, I'd uh, go into my neighbor's uh, sugarcane fields and uh, just help myself to some sugarcane for my snacks. I'd go to the uh, chicken farms and throw rocks at the tin roof uh, uh, and hear the chickens scream. So I was a little rascal, right? So my grandma, uh, Oba, would uh, care for me and try to discipline me, but she did it in a very loving way. And she would uh, shower me with uh, Okinawan proverbs, uh, you know, uh, uh, and uh, that's how she got into my heart and she cared for me. And so... From a very early on uh, time in my life, I was uh, very, very interested and fascinated with uh, proverbs and stories, uh, parables. And so uh, when uh, I read the Bible, I loved reading parables. I loved reading, reading proverbs, and it always brings back memories of my Oba at Misato Village. Will you share one of those Okinawan proverbs that Oba taught you? Well, uh, you know, there's so many, but, uh, you know, the one that she shared that I, I, I uh, always live today is, uh, it's not really, it's, it's, it's a very common word in Okinawa. It's called nankuru naisa. Uh, in nankuru naisa. And uh, 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 let's see, in Hawaiian, I guess it's if can, can, if no can, no can. <laughs> 
but you it is up to you to make it happen you know so it's basically not to worry too much and uh, and i don't know if you know this but okinawans live along they, they are the longest living people probably on this planet and one of the reasons why they probably live so long uh, is probably because they don't worry as much as uh, most people do and that nankuru naisa which means uh, no worry if can can no can no can that is probably one of the roots of uh, longevity in Okinawa. Yeah. Wow. Scott Ogle, we could ponder these things <laughs> all over time. Who knew the well was so deep? <laughs> thank, thank you for sharing that. And, and, and I think the three of us, we all resonate with one another in your love for Proverbs quotes. Parables. Yes. Oba. Oba. So born in Okinawa, raised in Guam, college in California, now in Hawaii. Steve, share with us your journey with God. Yes, of course. Um, as I said, I was born in Okinawa. Uh, after 19, well, in 1972, Okinawa reverted back to Japan. And so uh, my father, amongst uh, many uh, contractors in the base, were asked to either stay in Okinawa or leave. And uh, under, under one condition, if you decided to stay in Okinawa, you'd have to change your name to a Japanese name. And if you saw my father's picture, he does not look very Japanese. He looks very sombrero. So... <laughs> <laughs> and so um, we, he decided to take the family and pack up and move to Guam. And so uh, we were there in 1973. Uh, I grew up, went through high school. Uh, and uh, at that time, I was a, a, an altar boy at the Catholic Church. Uh, started in, in Okinawa uh, from age of, I think, 10 years old. I was uh, reciting Latin prayers. Uh, I was an altar boy doing... Uh, uh, weddings, baptisms, and continued that through uh, Guam. And then I left Guam to uh, pursue uh, college in, in uh, Los Angeles. And that's where I met my wife, Takako. And uh, it, while we're in L.A., uh, I discovered um, uh, an uh, evangelical church, and that's where our, uh, our faith grew even stronger. And... Uh, we moved back to Guam, and I'll never, I'll never forget my, my, my wife, who's from Tokyo, met in Los Angeles. She was crying when I, uh, in Guam, in the kitchen. And I said, what's wrong? And she goes, why did you bring me to Guam? <laughs> I don't know. I love Guam. I don't know if, if maybe some people just don't like, want to be there, but she's a big city girl. And so to move from Tokyo to Los Angeles to Guam was a little bit of a, a shock, a cultural shock for her. But... Um, that's where we had our two kids, uh, my son Kyle uh, and my daughter Candice. And uh, I'll never forget, everything I touched in Guam, I had the Midas touch. Um, I, had, I was involved in uh, candy manufacturing, chicken farming, a tour company. I was doing real estate. And so everything I touched turned to gold. It was a Midas touch. Um, I'd even go to Japan for overnight trips just to eat sushi. That's... <laughs> How great it was. Uh, so anyway, um, we were, my daughter got sick, so we had to move to Hawaii. 
and and we almost lost our daughter Candice uh, to a very uh, rare blood disorder, ITP, and uh, and uh, while we're in, uh, well, when we moved here, we found uh, uh, Calvary Independent Church Pastor Kanashiro, an Okinawan name. And the average age at his church was about maybe 75 years old. So we're the youngest members. But Pastor Kanashiro and his wife uh, just embraced us. And really, especially my, my wife, brought, brought her to Christ. And so, and then we joined um, uh, New Hope Church. That's where we've been. And we've been uh, fed and we've been uh, taught. And we've been getting closer to God through New Hope Church. And that's where I met Scott. So life seems long but short. But. You know, every step of the way, you, you you feel the presence of God just leading you. Amen. And Steve, you and Scott serve on the board yes. of, of New Hope. Yes. I am not a pastor like Scott, but I am uh, the board member that does all the real estate. I do the real estate and business advisement. So I've helped mm. the church navigate through some of its um, real estate issues and problems and uh, and find solutions for them. So... I'm the real estate guy in the board. Wow. What a blessing to have you on the board and Scott and your uh, mighty men, mighty men of God. Steve Sombrero, you're president of Hawaii's largest locally owned commercial real estate company. You're founder owner of Aloha Beer Company. Most would expect you, Steve, to write a book on business. You've got the entrepreneurial gift. Why did you choose to write a story for children called What Day, titled What Day Are You? You know, uh, Danny, I get asked that question uh, almost every time I tell my friends and colleagues that I'm, I'm, uh, I wrote a book, they say, oh, are you writing a book about real estate? Are you writing a book about business, investments? And I said, no, I'm, I wrote a book about a turtle, and her name is, is Moko. And the title is What Day Are You? And they're like, what? Have you been drinking too much Aloha beer? So no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But uh, what happened was, um, if you recall, in 2011, Japan, uh, the area of Tohoku was devastated by a huge uh, earthquake and tsunami, probably the, the, the biggest of its kind. And uh, more than 18,000 lives were lost in Fukushima and Sendai, and more than 450,000 people lost their homes. So this, is, this is a catastrophe. And so in Hawaii in 2011, um, I was involved in this project to raise money to help the people of uh, Fukushima and Sendai. And we raised more than $10 million to help people in, in Japan. And um, uh, we worked with the Japan Red Cross. We, we helped to uh, uh, send them uh, uh, provisions and clothes uh, and money. And then in 2012, I went, decided to go to Japan with my wife, Takako to uh, visit uh, Fukushima and Sendai to see how much progress has been made. And so we bought a bunch of ca uh, cases of uh, candies and provisions, hoping to uh, help uh, families and children. And sadly, when we got to Sendai, we didn't see any children, we didn't see any family. All we saw were mountains and mountains of debris everywhere we looked. And you know, 
I mean, just town after town, we were just crying and crying from town after town. And that trip, I had a dream. And uh, I don't know about you, but God talks to me in my dream. And it's usually about something like 3, 3.30 in the morning. It's a, there's a pattern in my life. So every time God gives me a vivid dream, I make sure I get up and I write it down and I pray, pray over it. So this dream was this mathematical formula. And it was a weird math that said yesterday plus today equals tomorrow. And that was it. So I woke up the next day, told my wife, you know, I had a really weird dream and I can't figure it out. So, I, you know, during the trip, I, I played with it. You know, it looked like a, an algebraic equation. So when I moved the yesterday to the other side, it became today equals tomorrow minus yesterday and vice versa. And so the more I played with it, it's like, whoa, this is pretty profound. And the more I play with it, it make you realize that more than anything, today is what matters. And that what's happened has happened. The disaster in Japan has happened. Lives have been lost. But if you dwell on that, you can't do anything. You, you just cry. And if you worry about tomorrow, you get anxiety, right? You're anxious. Mm. And so um, today is what matters. And that, that was what, what this dream was telling me. And so I wrote that down. I said, you know what? I'm going to write a book about it one day. And I wrote the notes and I put it away and forgot about it. And then 10 years later in 2022, last year, I came down with COVID. And so I was quarantined for a week. And I said, oh, no, what am I going to do? I can't watch TV, Netflix every day like everybody else. I can probably work, but I got to do something. So, oh, this is my chance to write a book. So I pulled out the uh, what I call the tohoku uh, notes. And I said, okay, who am I going to write to? And what, who am I, who's the audience? And I at that time, I saw that um, preteens, um, sixth graders and and, and uh, uh eighth graders ninth graders were committing suicide all over the world COVID with the quarantine the stay at home study at home and and all that was creating havoc in all the families throughout the world and what I thought was a Japan problem had, had become a global problem one out of one out of four kids were going through uh, depression and anxiety and um, many of them were actually um, taking their lives. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, right now, um, suicide has become the second leading cause of death in preteens. Wow. This is just a huge problem that wow. we cannot, it's the silent killer. Nobody, you know, we're starting to talk about it, but we need to do something about it. And so yeah. I told myself, I'm going to write to that audience. And so I took the uh, formula and I said, okay, how do I convey that story to this audience i said i need characters so i remember you know in, in in oahu when you drive around the island you get the place called laniakea beach that place is always jam-packed with people trying to get out of cars and jump going running to the beach to look at the turtles it's called turtle beach i said okay i'm gonna give that turtle a name and her name is gonna be moko her mother's name is loco together is loco moco you know the loco moco is the food we eat here <laughs> so i wanted to make it fun and i wanted to i remember my oba right and i said okay i'm gonna make it an, a, a hermit crab an, an old man and his name is gonna be gigi gigi is in japanese means grandpa right the wise grandpa and so the story that. is moko 
swims across to see Gigi every day, and he teaches her valuable life lessons. And one of the lessons she learns is this: what she calls he calls the lifeline. Yesterday plus today equals tomorrow, and when you move the words around, it tells you that today is the single most important day we should all focus on. Amen. I love that. I love that. And it's biblically based too. Yes, it is. You know, Danny, it reminds me, um, you know, so much of us get, so many of us get stuck in the past. And um, the reason Steve's book is so inspiring to me is that it's also birthed out of a story in his life where he once considered suicide. And it's a typical Jesus redemption story where God will take the lowlights in our life and turn them into mountaintop experiences. And Steve, in his transparency, is willing to share the dirt from his life so it becomes soil in others. And the profoundity of this book is that, you know, God can use our pain of the past to turn into new purpose, and that's exactly what he's done in your life, Steve. Yes, he has. You know, the, the question, what day are you, is something I need to ask myself every day. We all need to ask ourselves every day because, uh, you know, it's not who that matters. It's not when that matters. It's not where that matters. It's, uh, you know, where, where, you know what, are you, what, what day are you? Are you thinking about the past? Are you thinking about the tomorrow? Um, and so, you know, when I um, uh, went through my, my you know, uh, uh, dark moment, I was so focused on the things that happened in the past and worrying about tomorrow that I forgot that there were loved ones that depended on me. There were people that, that loved me. And, um, and, and once I realized, and once I put my brain back to today, that's when I saw uh, that, that yesterday didn't matter. Tomorrow doesn't matter. It's what happens today. Amen. And, and what you do today can change everything. You have a choice. You have a choice in your life. Steve, as you, you speak about your personal experience, and Scott has tied it together with what you saw at uh, Tohoku, and the, really it's a, a real pandemic of its own when it comes to teen suicides. This book, being delivered from you, available at Amazon.com, What Day Are You? What do you hope to achieve? Um, You know, Danny, if I could save one life, just one life, um, writing this book means everything to me. And my daughter, you know, my daughter also, I know she studied uh, behavioral sciences, psychology during, during college. She also served in the suicide hotline, taking calls. And so she knows how, um, uh, how distressed people think uh, what, what needs to be done. And so she helped me to uh, uh, write this book and write in a way so that it appeals and it doesn't insult anybody's intelligence. It, 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 it makes you think makes you stop, makes you pause, and ponder on the question, what day are you? So if, if this book can save just one life, uh, that's, uh, that would make us so happy. 
one life, one life. Scott and Steve, you met uh, at New Hope. Uh, what was it like when you met each other for the first time? Do you remember? <laughs> he was probably wondering, where Sombrero, where does he come from? <laughs> I thought he was Mexican. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> was I wearing my hat? <laughs> you might have been wearing your hat, but okay. I, really, I had no idea, though, at the time, right. uh, the role Steve would play in my life and in the journey of New Hope. And Steve's one of these guys, Danny, that has a very unique calling. He could tell you about how he's gotten into rooms, into prison cells, into audiences with the Pope. He gets into places that nobody can get into. And the Lord just seems to kind of open the doors. And I think God is going to use this book, What Dare You, to do the same thing. You know, when I, I think about when God needed to send somebody to save a nation, he sent Joseph. When he needed someone to preach to the Gentiles, he sent Paul. And when he needs someone to stand up and, 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 and speak about suicide among the youth, he's sending a guy named Steve. And we have a great story in our past together, but I think, Steve, the greatest part of your journey is about to be rewritten. Uh, yes, I, I can't even imagine what, what, what life will be after the book gets released, published and released, but uh, I'm actually pretty excited about it. In What Day Are You?, by Steve Sombrero and Candice Sombrero Ishikawa, you will meet Moko, the sea turtle, Gigi, the wise hermit, Uku, the grumpy mud crab, Wiki, the ghost crab, and Nuku, the monk seal. You will read about the secret lifeline Steve Sombrero, an Eagle Scout, reveals an illuminating perspective. Paul Yonamine, Chairman Emeritus of Central Pacific Bank, says, Of What Day Are You? by Steve and Candice. This is a short yet very inspirational story. Former Mayor of Honolulu, Mufi Hanneman, says Steve and Kathy Sombrero have crafted a thoughtful and heartfelt message of hope, faith, and perseverance. We have Steve Sombrero and Scott Ogle, best-selling author of Persuade and Divine Intelligence. Steve, how does it feel? For what day are you to already be received with such celebration? Oh boy, I, I'm just honored that uh, you know uh, former Mayor uh, Mufi and even Ambassador Nakamura, who was the former ambassador of Japan to the Vatican, took the time to write such um, great reviews about the book, and so I, I am uh, honored and humbled at the same time. But uh, they're they're gonna come with me. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll come with me to uh, uh, save lives. And, and bring people to light, to, to, to uh, face and, and, and meet Christ in their lives, because that, that's what this is all about. And, you know, Scott, I, I really look up to Scott. I, I don't know if I, I, I shared with you, but uh, every morning I do my devotions, and, they, and uh, before I get out of my room, I read uh, just randomly one chapter out of Scott's Divine Intelligence, and I, that's the theme of the day. 
And you know what? Usually uh, it turns out like I'm supposed to think about that the entire because something happens that day that's like, wow, that's what Scott Scott Sensei told me this morning. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, though, Steve, it's your book that's been speaking to me. You know, I think about that word that we will hear a voice that says this is the way you walk in it. And your, your books has spoken a word in due season to me. I, just last week, I was going through a crisis of my own, and I found myself with a couple of sleepless nights. Mm. And you know where I was? I was stuck in the past. Mm. And I was saying to the Lord, why can't I sleep? It's been two nights now. And the Lord brought to my remembrance I, your book and the fact that I needed to be pulled into the present. Not go to the future, but just go to the present. And I think that's what we all struggle with. We struggle with the pain of the past. And um, instead of letting God repurpose that into a, a greater future, we get stuck there a lot of times. So just the simple metaphor of what the book stands for, that equation, um, I think it's going to be a word spoken in due season for many people to remind us of the, thing, the things that we struggle with on a day-in, day-out basis. You know, there's a section in the book where Moko is told by Gigi that uh, uh, being in the moment is the Aloha spirit. And, and Moko says, wait a minute, I thought Aloha meant goodbye or hello. Isn't that the greeting in Hawaiian? And, and then she learns that every day we say goodbye to yesterday and hello to tomorrow. But in between that moment, between goodbye to yesterday and hello to tomorrow is what we call today, right? And that is the Aloha spirit. And, and so um, there's so many things in there that, you know, I, I could not have possibly thought of these, these things, but it came in a dream. And God uh, speaks to me in my dreams. And here it is in the book. What day are you? Steve, this, this book available at Amazon.com, What Day Are You? As you talk about the, the, the lifeline, yesterday, today, tomorrow, and when one looks at it, as I've seen it, the illustrations are so vivid. Who is the illustrator? And tell us a bit about the story of the illustrations Right. of What Day Are You? So um, I shared this book idea to my friends in Japan in the manga industry, animation and manga, and they got so excited because they know that suicide in Japan is a big problem. And so they were ready to just jump and get this book uh, uh, published in Japan as well. And But they said, you know, you need to work with an artist that would, be, uh, would resonate with the audience. And so they recommended this uh, young lady from uh, Sacred Hearts Academy High School. A journey Flores and uh, I went to meet with her and my goodness she was just tremendously talented I told her the story I shared her the book and she immediately started scribbling on 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 her on her book and on her pages and just this moko just appeared and, and Gigi appeared and I was like whoa this is it and so you know and so when you read this book you're actually uh, looking at illustrations done by a high school student pretty exciting stuff Mm-hmm. You just returned from a very special trip to Rome and the Vatican. Tell us about that. Well, uh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, uh, my friend, uh, Jack Legal, he's uh, my Saturday, in my Saturday golf group. 
And uh, he had a friend in the Vatican, not just a friend, but his friend, Monsignor uh, Larry, is the one of the 12 supreme justices of the Vatican courts. And he said, you know what, Steve, let's go visit my friend in the Vatican. And so I said, oh, cool, let's go. Because right? I, I wanted to go to the Vatican. I've always wanted to uh, visit the Vatican library and places that, you know, you need special uh, contacts to get into. And so... Um, we were given access to the library, and on and more than that, we were uh, taken down to the actual tomb of Saint Peter below the basilica, and we had to mm-hmm. get through past three gates to get there. It's it's a chapel underneath the basilica, and so my son and I were there, and we had a private mass for us uh, by two priests. Uh, my friend, Father Jack Legal and Monsignor Larry uh, held mass for us. And uh, right in front of the, uh, the grave, the tomb of uh, St. Peter. And so people asked me, did you, did, did you see the Pope this trip? And I said, you know what? I didn't see the current Pope, but I got to see the first Pope. His name is Peter. And, you know, as we were driving back to the airport to get home, you know, uh, on the way, we were actually uh, surrounded by sheep. Uh, a shepherd was leading his sheep across the road and a sheepdog and they surrounded our van and we couldn't get through and i was just looking at all the sheep and i've never seen anything like that in my life um worried about how, where, whether or not we're going to make our flight and then many of the sheep looked hungry and i remembered oh my god remember uh peter was told feed my sheep i had a you know in hawaii we call this a chicken skin moment I told my son, you know what, this is a gift from Peter. <laughs> he wants to remind us that this was not just a tourist uh, visit to Vatican. Peter wanted us to remind us Amen. to feed my sheep. Jesus told him to feed my sheep. Remember, he was at Peter, do you love me? And said, yes, I do. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Amen. So we were surrounded by sheep that looked quite hungry to me. And I were trying to get into our van. I said, Wow, this is a special gift from Peter and from Jesus to remind us to feed my sheep. And so I got the extra energy and extra you know, commitment to use this book to feed his sheep, young sheep. Mm. Young sheep. Scott Ogle, we are talking to someone who can speak. Japanese, he can speak the Okinawan da- dialect, Hogang, Uchinaguchi. He, he, <laughs> he knows the, the, the tradition and the culture of the Chamorro people. He speaks Espanol. He's traveled around the world. Here he is with us. Steve, when I was a child, when I was a child in the 70s, I would sit next to my my grandfather. I called him Gigi, my Gigi, and we would watch on the black and white television. We would watch Tai Ho, <laughs> and we would watch uh, Takamiyama. Oh. And then years later, then in the eighties, I was watching Ono Kuni and Chiono Fuji, my favorite, the Wolf. <laughs> and then later, it was. Takanohana and Wakanohana, yes. and then Akebono and Musashimaru. And then 
So I ask you, what did it feel like to meet the great Yokozuna, Hakuho? <laughs> I felt very skinny and small. <laughs> Underweight, maybe. <laughs> no, but Hakuho is fantastic. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a, he's a Mongolian uh, uh, Yokozuna, Japan, uh, probably one of the top strongest. And, uh, you know, he, he loves my Aloha beer. So in one of the competitions and after the tournament, you know, his uh, bout and he, you know, kept his uh, Yokozuna title, uh, he held a party and uh, he wanted Aloha beer there. So I made sure we brought a bunch of Aloha beer and we uh, compied Aloha beer and uh, took a couple of uh, some very interesting pictures where I look like a midget uh, standing there next to Hakuho <laughs> holding oh, the Aloha beer. He certainly is a giant, giant of the man, won, won the most tournaments, most matches, right, in yeah. sumo history. and Very humble remember- guy too, my goodness. Very, very uh, down-to-earth, humble. Uh, I went to golf with him uh, here in Hawaii. And I rode the cart with him. I, I swear, I thought, you know, the cart was going to tip over because he was a little bit heavier <laughs> than I was. <laughs> but I felt sorry oh, for the ball, too, when he whacked that ball. Boy, I said, boy, I don't want to be that ball. <laughs> you mentioned uh, you mentioned the love of Proverbs earlier, Steve. When the whale is hunted, the whole village eats. What does that mean to you? When the whale is hunted, the whole village eats. Yes, um, I've been. Uh, I've said that a few times, and that relates to my my uh, uh, several things. You know, I come from Okinawa, right? And so I remember. You know, we don't go whale hunting, but I remember when uh, our neighbors would catch um, fish. They would always share it with the neighbors. You know, and so. Uh, when we had fish for dinner, we, we always knew that it was, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Kaneshiro next door that might have went fishing and caught the fish, and it was sharing with everybody in the village. Um, so in my company, uh, Cushman, Wakefield, Cheney, Brooks, I am the whale hunter. I go for the big deals. I, um, that's, I'm a whale hunter, and I know that when I hunt a whale and I bring in a whale, the entire village eats, the company, uh, their families, the village, and so uh, that's where, where what I mean by uh, when the whale is hunted, the village eats. So your your real estate deals have been astronomical. Yes, mega deals. I I think um, yes. most people when they hear the size of my transactions, they can't believe that a real estate broker realtor is capable of doing that. These are deals typically done by investment bankers. Uh, Goldman Sachs, perhaps, uh, even Merrill Lynch. But uh, I've been very, very fortunate. But, uh, it, you know, I, I and now I'm, I'm, I'm very happy, even um, especially working with churches, helping them to uh, reposition their church properties, um, because these are tough times, right? The tithes are low, um, memberships are declining everywhere. And so, uh, on, on, on the other hand, uh, most churches are sitting on... Uh, very valuable assets so the question becomes how do you um, uh, maximize the value and uh, reposition it and find ways to uh, find new revenues for the churches so i've been spending quite a bit of time doing that lately 
your heart for the church, your heart for the Lord. Early on from your days as a, an altar boy in the Catholic Church, and then through your, the, the evangelical church in California. Today, Steve, you and your staff, each week you, you do something that relates with your faith. What is that? We have Bible devotions and prayer meetings every Monday, and we've been doing it since 2008. And so I really look forward to that. I, I block out uh, uh, Mondays at uh, 5 p.m., uh, and we have a special group of people that join us, even even people that are not in our company. They come and join us in our, our conference room, and uh, we keep our uh, devotions and we share and we pray for one another we pray for our clients we pray for our customers and uh, we we pray that uh, the work of our hands pleases God and you know you know our our business we handle millions of dollars in people's uh, assets and so unless we uh, recalibrate ourselves every week it's very very easy to get tempted and do you know uh, things that are not right. And so uh, I, we've been doing this in 2008, and I tell you, God has been blessing our company uh, like you won't believe. Amen. Steve Sombrero is the author of the book, What Day Are You? It's available at Amazon.com. What Day Are You? Author and pastor Dr. Wayne Cordero says, What Day Are You? can be a cryptic question until you do the math. Then it becomes a defining moment when the lights turn on. Olympic gold medalist and five-time world champion surfer Carissa Moore says, what day are you beautifully captures the importance of living in the moment and embracing the Aloha spirit. In a few moments, Stephen Scott, I'm going to ask if you would pray, uh, pray for our listeners. Steve, how has God helped you? As you talked about the difficult times related with suicide, that, and let's draw and pull a thread through throughout your Midas Touch business life and being a whale hunter. Is there anything more that you would share about how the Lord has helped you through difficult times? And the reason I ask this is because someone today, his or her heart is breaking. Uh, they, they have questions they can't find answers for. They, they just heard of a of a physical ailment, maybe chronic, maybe terminal, maybe a relational issue that is gone through the roof, financially destitute, or at least it feels that way. That's why I ask, what would you say, Steve? Well, you know, uh, it, the problems are of, of varying nature, you know, um, some more severe than others. Um, and when I look back on, on my dark moment, you know, it seemed like everything was done. Uh, it was, I was finished. 
But when I look back on it now, I, I just can't believe that I was even contemplating taking my life over such a trivial matter. Um, but um, first and foremost, we all need to sleep, um, have a good night's mm -hmm. sleep, like, like Scott said, right? He had lost sleep for two nights. And I remember Pastor Wayne Cordero uh, in one of his sermons told us, you know, uh, best way to sleep is to uh, pray to God, take all the things that you couldn't accomplish, the, all the things you can solve, and physically take your hands, your two hands, and and just uh, make a bundle of, you know, just, just make, make a little ball with it. And say, God, these are all the things that I couldn't solve. I'm about to throw it to you. Please catch and solve it by the time I wake up in the next day, tomorrow morning. <laughs> and so I do that. I take all the things I couldn't solve, I couldn't accomplish, I couldn't figure out, and say, this is beyond my ability. So God, this is yours, your, your, your moment now. I, I'm going to partner with you. Because you know, when we take our natural and we take God's supernatural superness, and it just the supernatural things happen, right? And so I do that every night. But the thing is, Getting a good night's sleep is so important, mm. and and if you don't get good night's sleep, you're you're not going to be able to think right. You're not going to be able to see things. So, uh, to Scott, don't worry. <laughs> what day are you? What day are what you? What day are right? you? <laughs> I want to live in today. You want to live in today, yes, because what you do today can change everything. Just just remember that you can change everything. It it doesn't matter uh, what 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 happened it doesn't matter where you are it what matters is where god is taking you and so things can change you, there is hope and and it all starts with putting your faith in god and giving giving all to 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 jesus having him partner with you and having him uh, work out the problems with you and getting a good night's sleep because in your sleep god speaks to you in your dreams and that's what he did for me in writing this book. Scott Hugo, you want to add something to that? Yeah, uh, how about a confession? <laughs> Since we're talking about sleepless nights, the thing that kept me up for two nights is I was, I said something to somebody and hurt them, somebody I'm very close to in my family. And, I, and then those two nights, I was living in the past replaying the tape of the mm. conversation and I knew I was right in what I said, but wrong in how I said it. And Romans says that our conscience will either accuse us or excuse us. And I realized after a couple of days that I was defending myself in my thought life. And I think that's what was keeping me up. And I realized the quickest way to freedom was I needed to have a conversation with this person. And what was keeping me was that I knew I was right. But just because you're right doesn't mean that um, you're justified for doing what is wrong. And when this person walked into to my office, I remember the first thing I did was I just, God just looked at me and I felt him in my spirit saying, you need to repent. So that's the first thing I did. And if you're hurting today, there's a place called the cross where Jesus is waiting for you. And whether you're a pastor, whether you are a child, Maybe you don't need to repent, but you're brokenhearted. The scripture says that God is nigh to those who are of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And when you're at your end and you're broken, 
you may be walking to the cross, but God is running to you. Amen. Scott, I'd like to ask you and Steve to pray for our our listener. As you've shared from your hearts in such profound and practical ways, a prayer. So Scott and then Steve, and then I'll, I'll wrap us up. So Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that we can come at any time and bow our hearts before you. Lord, I know that as our knees hit the ground, our prayers reach up to heaven. And Lord, I thank you that you've created this serendipitous moment, this moment of connection with you. And for those who are listening, Lord, I pray that, that they would hear what it is you're trying to reach them with, what that message is, because we know it's a message of hope. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to them in the language they understand. Steve speaks a half a dozen languages, but you speak all of our languages. And Lord, I just pray that um, each heart would receive your words spoken in due season. And Lord, with the same humility that Steve has, Lord, I pray that you would give us all the humility to meet you with the cross and let nothing stand in our way. And I thank you for being kind and gentle and compassionate and forgiving and loving us even more than we love you. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for Pastor Danny, Pastor Scott, and all the amazing uh, men of God that you surround me with uh, that helped me to navigate my life and to see things that I've never seen before. Uh, Lord, you say that blessed are the children and truly the children today are in the distress mode. They are hurting. Um, they're giving up hope because the world has become such a very complicated place. And we are surrounded by all kinds of bad news. So it's very, very easy to give up hope. So Lord, I pray that through this book, What They Are You, that we can reach at least one life, save one life, and, and give uh, a child hope so that they don't give up that they know that um, you are there and that with with your help, their lives can change. Um, and the severity of, of, of the issues when children are, are varying, but um, you know we're, we're talking about children in Japan, the United States, um, even Israel, even in Gaza, everywhere, Lord. Um, hopefully, Lord, that uh, uh, through this book, we can reach some of them many of them, and that you will uh, take this book and, and, and bless them with, with hope. And Lord, um, I pray for the week ahead. I pray for the year ahead. We're about to celebrate Thanksgiving. We have so much to be thankful for. I, I, more than anything, Lord, I, I thank the listener today listening to this broadcast and that uh, you will also work in their lives and give them hope, um, give them love, so that uh, they too can be realize that there's so much in their lives that they should be thankful for this Thanksgiving day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Steve, thank you for being obedient to the Lord, hearing, writing down the dream, letting the dream settle in for a decade, and at the appropriate time, God makes everything beautiful in its time. You put it 
put pen to paper, as it were, and, and here it is. What day are you? And, and Scott, thank you for your encouragement. I feel your hearts for our young people. And may God continue to work through this project and the many projects that you are both a part of at New Hope and beyond in your businesses. And may this book be uh, a great success in touching and as God uses it to save lives of people, even one, and one times many, many more. Thank you so much for being with us today. I greatly appreciate you. God bless you, Danny. God bless you. And Danny, what day are you? Today. Yes, Amen. that's the correct answer. <laughs> Thank you. Today. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Hope-filled words from Steve Sombrero and Scott Hogel. Amazon.com, what day are you? Share this podcast with friends and family. God's timing is perfect. If you haven't done so, perhaps this is the moment for you to open your heart to Jesus Christ. Go to thegoodlifewithdanny.com for next steps and resources to share. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Psalm 118.24, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Steve Sombrero and Scott Ogle, Amazon.com. What day are you? Until next time, along with my technical producer, Chaz Ontai, social media director, Luke Yamashiro, and guest coordinator, Jan Yi. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, there is always hope in Jesus as you share his love with someone today. You've been listening to The Good Life with Danny Yamashiro. We aim to offer Christ's hope in the face of life's challenges, providing encouragement with inspirational stories for you to share. To learn more about this radio podcast and access features 24-7, visit thegoodlifewithdanny.com. Until next time, on behalf of Danny Yamashiro, may God richly bless you with The Good Life.